Old powers waken, shadows stir, an age of wonder and terror will soon be upon us, an age for gods and heroes. The glass candles are burning, and you're listening to the Obsidian Knights Podcast. Hello, my sweet summer children. I'm back with the juice to get you through the long nights. And I'm back with another episode of the Obsidian Nights podcast, where we go through a song of ice and fire, chapter by chapter, starting with the first book, A Game of Thrones. And today we are doing chapter 38, Tyrion Five. And I am joined by my special guest, Girl Nettles. Girl Nettles, Hi. would you like to tell them all about you and where they can find you? Yes. First of all, thank you so much for having me on. I'm like fangirling like so hard right now. Um, I'm Girl Nettles. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, on YouTube. Same handle, just Girl Nettles, one word. Um, I'm an actress and just a big big fan of you gray and of (laughs) and of a song of ice and fire but low-key i'm a fan of you too guys check out her instagram she has the like best cosplays of nettles like (laughs) so your instagram is girl nettles right yes girl nettles g-i-r-l-n-e-t-t-l-e-s traditional spelling yeah okay (laughs) so it's girl nettles on instagram make sure you guys check her out also thank you for coming i i was like really excited to talk to you because i know like we've been instagram pals for a while now i know you've been subscribed to my channel for a long long time so years (laughs) it's great to have you on to talk about Tyrion. so how do you feel about Tyrion lannister as a whole Tyrion is hands down my favorite character. Um, I am one of those people that live in the comment section. Like that's my address. If you want to know where I'm at, I'm in the comments debating people, making excuses for Tyrion. Um, I just feel like people say that George, I'm not sure that George said that he like writes Tyrion like himself. I'm not sure if it was Tyrion or Sam, but I think it's both. Both. Like, (laughs) Tyrion's chapters sometimes I'm reading them and I'm like get out of my head like because it's like the same exact thoughts that I've had or how I would like approach the situation but um no Tyrion is my favorite character uh in the entire series in the entire series I used to love Rob but then unfortunately uh he met his untimely demise yeah sadly (laughs) so I'm like okay well who who is it gonna be and I'm like okay it's Tyrion it's Tyrion I I really like Tyrion. Um, I really like Book Tyrion. I think Book Tyrion is a lot more complex than Show Tyrion. I think Book Tyrion has a dark side. Um, I love all of Tyrion stuff in Essos. Like we get to meet um, Young Griff, Aegon. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Tyrion and just Tyrion. Um, like when Tyrion is on the Shy Maid. 
I love those chapters. I don't really? know what it is. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I but love it. But that's dark it. Tyrion though. That's that's dark Tyrion on the Shy Maid. Oh yeah. But yeah, that, that's 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 super dark Tyrion. But but I like this Tyrion too. Like I like a Game of Thrones. T- I love a Game of Thrones Tyrion. Oh yeah. Game of Thrones Tyrion is so funny. And I just love that. I just feel like Tyrion is me in this world meeting all these people. Like I'm not a princess. I'm not a Lord. I don't know how to fight. I can't do what all these, I don't have dragons. I can't do what all these people are doing, but through the eyes of Tyrion, I mean, I do read books. That's what I have. So like through the eyes of Tyrion, like I'm kind of like experiencing all these things. So I don't know. That's that, that's what I love about him. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree with you. I think I've said this before, probably um, you probably heard me say this before that George, I think George specifically made Tyrion a very relatable character. Um, Like he put on so much extra likable shit to Tyrion. So when Tyrion did kind of turn into dark Tyrion and started to do dark things, you would still love him. Like you would, but it would break understand. our hearts though, too. It breaks your heart, but you still understand <laughs> what, why he has. Because of course, like I s- see Dark Tyrion, but like I don't blame Dark Tyrion for killing Tywin. Like I don't blame him right. for killing Tywin. I, I mean, understand. I, but Shay, like Tyrion, did you really have to kill Shay? Like, <laughs> did you really have to kill Shay? <laughs> really, Tyrion? <laughs> see, I don't know. That's one of the. the well, that's one of those things I can excuse. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, you don't want me to go on that tangent. But no, Tyrion. Another thing I love about Tyrion is like he's the traveler as well. Like he's the one that goes up north to see the wall. Like I'm like, why is no one else curious to see the wall? Like one of the like eight wonders of of S of um Planetos. Like he goes up to the wall. He's now in Essos, been to King's Landing. He's probably going to go to Dorne and show us Dorne. He's probably going to go to all these places. So, I don't know. I just love him. Yeah. Love him, I, love him, love him. I love him, too. <laughs> um, so, in this chapter, uh, he's in the Eyrie. He's being yes. held in the sky cells. Um, so, the chapter opens up. It says, you want eat, Mord asks glowering he had a plate of boiled beans in one thick stub fingered hand Tyrion lannister was starved but he refused to let this brute see him cringe a leg of lamb would be pleasant he said from the heap of soiled straw in the corner of his cell perhaps a dish of peas and onions some fresh baked bread with butter and a flagon of mulled wine to wash it down or beer if that's easier i try not to be overly particular is beans, Mord said. Here, <laughs> he held out the plate. Mord, to me, is a ridiculously dumb character, and I feel like George made him hilarious. What is Mord's backstory? Like, I don't get it. How come, <laughs> how come he doesn't know how to talk? Like, he says, is beans, yet he has a pretty good job. Like, he could have been a stable boy, but he is like what what is his job like the gold goler of mm-hmm. you know like the castle in the eerie so i <laughs> i know we're probably never going to get the answer but reading this made me curious i'm like what happened to you who hurt you more <laughs> right because he could have been like a hodor yeah because yeah. he's not 
he can form more words other than Hodor, but I wonder if Mord had something similar happen to him like Hodor had happened to him. That would be... Whoa. That would be interesting. And, you know, they have, like, um, the last chapter I did of Tyrion, I think it was with For Brown Girls, she had talked about um, Preston Jacobs' theory about... Sweet Robin? Sweet Robin. In the eerie with the weird weird wood Yeah. So I could see maybe Mord being a victim of some kind of green theory. Something. Yeah. I mean, if we're going tinfoil. <laughs> hey, you know what? Anything is... If if the year 2020 and so far 2021 has taught us anything, it's that anything could happen, okay? So, <laughs> more, yeah. yeah, you never know. Mord's gross. He's gross. <laughs> <laughs> He's so mean. But um, I, I still... I also love this interaction with Mord and Tyrion because... Um, if this is more evident in the show. The show helped me see this more, but it's still in the chapter. Is like you can see like Tyrion's like negotiating um kind of skills. Like first he tries to tell a joke to Mord, like he's like, Oh, I want the leg of lamb and all this stuff that you're not gonna get. You're in prison. But that's not Mord's sense of humor. He doesn't get that like dry intellectual sense of humor. Mord's sense of humor is like <laughs> throwing the beans over <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> And he, and he, what does he say? Is here, dwarf man. <laughs> like, dwarf yeah. man. Like, very five-year-old, kind of just, <laughs> like that. Like daycare. Like, like daycare shit. Yeah. <laughs> Not anything intellectual or anything like that. And Tyrion kind of learns to, like, speak his language. And um, that's one of the things I love about Tyrion. It doesn't matter whether you're a king, a high lord, whether you speak, like, is beans, or it doesn't <laughs> matter your intellect. He can find a way to... um. So what am I trying to say? He can find a way to manipulate. communicate with you. Yeah, communicate, manipulate, um, and, yeah. and get what he wants from you. Yeah. Tyrion is that Machiavellian figure without, and, and he uses his mind. He doesn't use, like, all of what Tyrion does is a chess game. Yes. All of what he does is a chess game. Like, even when he loses it for a second, when he gets yeah. his little rage and he's like, you son of a pox-ridden ass. I hope you die of the bloody flux. And then Mord, like, just starts, like, kicking him all in his ribs. And the tears mm-hmm. like, no, I take it back. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> yeah, that part surprised me because I'm like, dang, Tyrion, like, don't, don't piss him off. He holds, like, <laughs> holds the key to everything, but... Um, that might be that Targaryen madness, but I won't get into Tyrion Targaryen. But <laughs> <laughs> I promise. I mean, he it's definitely like 50 50. He could have been waking the dragon, but I don't want to get into that. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> so, um, the sky cells. Scary. Super scary. Like, what goes on in George George's mind? Like I don't know his like, mind. How does who he thinks think, of this? Right, like that. Who thinks of putting these sky cells like in a castle and then making the floor sloped so yep. you can't really get comfortable? Yeah, and Tyrion's a little person, and he's complaining about how small it is. So mm-hmm. imagine like a full. Imagine the mountain 
<laughs> right in in that cell like his, he would probably sit like at the mountain set with his back against the wall his feet would probably hang off the edge of the cell but his feet would be dangling but it is the perfect uh prison cell to torture your enemies if you if you really want to punish someone it's it's a genius diabolical prison cell the most creative i've ever seen but yeah this yeah. chapter is our introduction to that and it's like wow this is we're just beginning to see george's tortured ways because we <laughs> haven't seen ramsey yet we haven't gotten to ramsey we haven't gotten to like you know everything Anybody, going on in really? so yeah so this is like his little baby steps this is the first crumb for what we're getting into <laughs> with yeah. this world and and what it can be and you know it's interesting you brought up Tyrion targaryen because how many times do people tell Tyrion in the first few chapters that he's going to fly? Like, in the Eerie. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think about that with Tyrion. Yes. Like, even right, even on the bottom of the first page, Mord says, you fly. He was like, 20 day, 30 day, 50 day, maybe. Then you fly. Yeah. And then like <laughs> Sweet Robin is all like, make the bad man fly. Make the bad man fly. And it's like, okay, Maybe we're not going to see it this book or the second book or maybe, but hey, maybe at some, one of these books, we're going to see Tyrion fly. I hope so. I hope so. I want to see the underdog who doesn't, <laughs> never had anything fly a dragon. But yeah, I was reading this like, cause I sleep crazy. I'm one of those people that like toss and turn. I wake up, my sheets are like on the floor. So I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, like, I, could, I could not sleep in this cell. Like, <laughs> I would die by accident. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I couldn't sleep in there either. I'd be dead. <laughs> no, but, yeah. I mean, even like the in the cell itself, it's not comfortable. Like the, they're up in the mountains. Like all it's he cold, has, you know? it's freezing. It's windy. All he has is like a shadow skin blanket yeah. or a shadow skin cloak. Yeah. And straw, something straw. And yeah, some yeah. straw. And I think Mord even like takes the cloak from Tyrion. He does. The good <laughs> cloak, he takes it. I'm like, dang, Mord, you can't have anything. <laughs> um, there's also like writing all on the cells, like in blood, like the blue is calling. And, Scary. Yeah, like it's <laughs> it, it's it's like I feel bad for Tyrion. And you you feel really bad for Tyrion because you know that Tyrion didn't do anything that he's here for right so but yeah. if he did i wouldn't feel bad if it was jamie in there after pushing brand i'd be like why isn't he dead yet like <laughs> yeah i'd be like yeah go ahead and jump i hope he jumps like it's really funny how like depending on who's in there like my emotions towards the sky spells like change uh -huh. like tearing i'm like no this is so cruel don't do this he's innocent but well different person in there it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Jamie. Um, now, I, yeah. <laughs> after you, after you get Jamie's point of view, your point of view on Jamie probably most likely changed. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I know that's how it was for me. Yeah, yeah. I love him now, but when he pushed Bran, I was like, oh my god, that was like unforgivable. Like, oh, I wanted him to die so bad, and now I'm like ashamed that I felt that way. I'm like, no. <laughs> I should have like, sorry, Jamie. <laughs> yes. So Tyrion is basically there and he's like, if only I had shut 
my mouth. So Tyrion's mouth got him in trouble. So when he was presented to Lysa and Sweet Robin and all of the people in the Eyrie, this is Tyrion, the imp of House Lannister, who murdered your father. She raised her voice so it carried down the length of the high hall of the Eyrie, ringing off the milk-white walls and the slender pillars so every man could hear it. He slew the hand of the king. Oh, did I kill him too? Tyrion had said like a fool. That would have been a very good time to have kept his mouth closed and his head bowed. He could see that now. Seven hells. He had seen it then. The high hall of the Aarons was long and austere with a forbidding coldness to its walls of blue-veined white marble. But the faces around him had been colder by far. The power of Casterly Rock was far away and there were no friends of the Lannisters in the Vale of Aaron. Submission and silence would have been his best defenses. So... so Go, go ahead. Now I was just going to say submission and silence. Wow. Those are Not, two things that... <laughs> that don't go well with Tyrion. I've, yep, I've never heard of that <laughs> matching with Tyrion ever. But he's right. <laughs> yeah. Tyrion, I think that's one of his downfalls, actually. Is that he Talks doesn't know when to shut up. Mm-hmm. He doesn't yeah. know when to be quiet. He doesn't know when to turn it off and just sit idly by Mm -hmm. and take it he doesn't he doesn't like you see him challenge tywin a lot you see him challenge joffrey um Mm -hmm. everyone everybody yeah he challenges everybody Um, even when his life is on the line yeah (laughs) in this instance it's like they show him the moon door like hey this is what and he still can't shut his mouth nope he can't and this is what happened Imp, Lysa said coldly, you will guard that mocking tongue of yours and speak to my son politely, or I promise you will have cause to regret it. Remember where you are. This is the Eyrie, and these are the knights of the Vale you see around you, true men who love John Aaron well. Every one of them would die for me. Um, and then Tyrion hits her with, Lady Aaron, should any harm come to me, my brother Jamie will be pleased to see that they do. Even as he spat out the words, Tyrion knew they were folly. Can you fly, my lord of Lannister? Lady Lysa asked. Does a dwarf have wings? If not, you would be wiser to swallow the next threat that comes to mind. I made no threats, Tyrion said. That was a promise. Little Lord Robert hopped to his feet at that. So upset, he dropped his doll. You can't hurt us, he screamed. No one can hurt us here. Tell him, mother, tell him he can't hurt us here. The boy began to twitch. The eerie is impregnable, Lysa Aaron declared calmly. She drew her son close, holding him safe in the circle of her plump white arms. The imp is trying to frighten us, sweet baby. The Lannisters are all liars. No one will hurt my sweet boy. So... (laughs) There's a lot going on. First of all, Lysa, I swear to God, I think she has Munchausen syndrome. You think so? She has to. I feel like she's either making him sick purposely or suffocating him so much as like to stunt his actual growth. I mean, if he's still being breastfed at this age, I think he needs more nourishment. There's a reason you stop. You have to start eating meat and potatoes and like part of your stuff. Like if you have a six-year-old, 
like primarily i'm sure he eats like what pudding or something but we can't be surviving on breast milk anymore like as human beings there's a cutoff point so that alone shows that like he's not getting all his nutrients the the sweet sleep like oh yeah no i see montasm a hundred percent with her and him which is weird i think it has something to do with what her dad did to her maybe yeah like with the tansy like i know what's best yeah i know what's best here drink this here drink this like imagine if it re- if that moment really if that's the if her miscarrying was what broke her mind and like kind of like hodor the thing that plays in your brain over and over is like let me take care of you you drink this don't worry i know what's best like if if that's what's going through through her head mm-hmm. like i could see her doing that to him like i have to protect him and like it's so messed up it's so yeah. messed up so they're basically like about to like <laughs> throw him through the moon door and like catlin is like you know like isn't that so messed up like all <laughs> like all teary instead was like yeah, the Eerie isn't impregnable. It's just inconvenient. And they're like, no, we're going to throw you out. We're like, what? The guards have picked them up. I was like, what? Because I didn't realize that. Until yeah. Until re- re- right now. Because I, you know, everything, there's so much information in the series. Everything gets jumbled. And I'm like, wait a minute. They picked him up. Yeah. Like, he was about to, be, he was going to be dead if it wasn't for Catelyn. I'm like, okay. Finally, Catelyn did something good. I, I've spent, I spent some time hating on Catelyn. But this time I was like, oh, God, thank you, Catelyn. I mean, because was there. Well, I I think the minute, the very minute that Catelyn Stark got to the Eerie, she regretted going to the Eerie. Like yeah. the minute, and, yeah. And I mean, because Robert, Robert Aaron, or Sweet Robin, and his mom, they're nuts. They're nuts. They're and nuts. And I think that Tyrion got to her when he said, like, hey, like, I'm not stupid. I wouldn't give uh, the sellsword my knife to kill Bran. Oh, yeah. He totally got, like, she knows, like, I think she knows that he's telling the truth. Yeah. And yeah. she knows that not only has she made a mistake by taking him, she made an even double mistake by taking him to the Eerie. She should have yeah. just went to Winterfell. She just should have just took him to Winterfell. When she saw her sister, it's like, yeah, no, never mind. There's no <laughs> sister anymore. It's not my sister anymore. Right. Um, what's, uh, oh, go ahead. No, sorry. No, I was just saying another thing that stood out to me about Lysa in this is like, yeah, I see her calling her son Munchausen syndrome. But another thing, um, like how she kind of used her like power is she reminds me a little bit of Cersei. Like how it said that like um, she was like perfuming her, she perfumed herself and she's trying to make herself look attractive for mm-hmm. the men, but she's not interested in the men. She doesn't want any of them, but that's how you show your womanly power in at this time. Like right. when you can't fight, all you could do is just be pretty and hope a guy kills himself for you or gives you <laughs> stuff, you know? That's true. That's facts. And, it's, and it dawned on me. It's like, dang, does every woman that goes to King's Landing end up like Cersei? Because that's what we see is happening to happen to Sansa and Marjorie. That's Marjorie. Every it's like King's Landing does something to women where it's like, nope, you have to cut, you have to fit this cookie cutter role to survive. Well, um, I, I think it is partly. I think you're um, correct that they do all 
do that. But I think part of it is like a homage to the queen. Uh-huh. Like with Sansa with her hair, like she starts yeah. with her hair like Cersei. And Cersei, I think Cersei got her like some fabric. Her her clothes. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's like a part of it is just a respect thing and a homage thing. Mm-hmm. But I do see like how each person like I'm interested to see like when Daenerys comes into power. Ooh. Daenerys is different though. Don't put her with those hoes. Don't put no, her with I those mean, hoes. When she gets <laughs> power, will people start to dress like her? Did people try to dress like House Targaryen oh. back in that day? Yeah. Like I wonder. Like were people dressing like Rayella? When probably. Yeah, I would think so. Like just I as, would think so. Just as homage. Because, yeah. And they're seen as like the most beautiful women. Every time George writes about most of the Targaryen women, he always talks about their beauty and we caught co- women, we copy what's beautiful for the time. So Yeah, and it would be like a magazine like today would be the magazine, yeah. A magazine or something like the yeah. queen wears this, so it must be beautiful. Yeah. I need to wear that. Yeah. Yeah. But I could see Lysa like trying, <laughs> trying hard yeah. to like, I don't know. Because well, she's single. Mm-hmm. And she's very powerful. So that is attractive in itself for ambitious men. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing um, is, if she marries, she loses her power. So I think this whole thing is like, she just wants to kind of be like right now in the veil, just like an eternal tease. Kind of like Cersei, once again, like learning from her where it's just like, use your sexuality, but, but like, don't give it all away kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Not talking about sex because Cersei will give that away, but I mean like, <laughs> like your actual like hand, like your power type of thing. Yeah, which I think is interesting, and it it really made me think about women at the time. And like, right now, Lysa is in the best position ever. Like, she is ruling the veil. She doesn't have to answer to nobody. She doesn't have to like do anything she doesn't want to do. She doesn't have to check with her lord husband to change her hairstyle or to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but. As soon as she marries, that's all gone. Yeah, that's true. So she probably would stay unmarried unless which she's obsessed with Littlefinger. So unless Littlefinger is going to give her the D and the wedding ring. Um, but I don't even know if that would work. Like, I think Littlefinger never had any plans to marry her. His plan was always to give her to her because she was a loose end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is so mean because, I mean, you know, all of her antics and everything aside, it seemed that she really did love him. Like if, if she had one redeeming quality, it's like she loved little finger with everything. And like, an, I know that in an obsessive way though. Yeah. You don't think it was healthy or like true? No, I, no, I, I mean, I don't know, but do you think, like, do you think she was always to kill yeah, your yeah. baby daddy? <laughs> to kill I know, your, I know. To make well, your son a fatherless son? But I mean, unless, you know, Littlefinger's probably his daddy. Yeah, I was about to say, but I, I was going to ask, do you think that she was always jealous of Catelyn? And even as a young girl, she saw that Littlefinger liked Catelyn, so she wanted to take Littlefinger from Catelyn. You know how sometimes people yeah. will have those rivalries with like sisters or their best girlfriends where they don't even like the guy, but because you like him or because he likes you, they want him. I, I definitely think she has resentment towards Catelyn because she liked 
Baelish and Baelish liked Catelyn. Mm-hmm. And I don't care that that has to hurt. Even if it was unrequited, like even if Catelyn didn't care for him, it's just, the yeah. fact, it's just the, the point. <laughs> this is the principle. She spent all her life being number two. I, basically. I, I was thinking like how much Cersei's handprint is over this entire story. If Cersei had never convinced Jamie to take the, the white, the white, I was about to say take the black, <laughs> to take the white, um, Jamie would have married Lysa. Which is disgusting, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, how different of a story would we have and how much influence does Cersei have? And I wonder, like, did that sting Lysa when Tyrion is like, yeah, my brother Jamie is going to make sure that mm. <laughs> your knights die for you if you harm me. Mm. I wonder if that stung yeah. her a little bit. Like, yeah, that hot-ass Jamie Lannister was supposed to be mine. And yeah. even he <laughs> decided to, to to a life of celibacy and gave up his claim to Cashley Rock. So Rather than be with marry me. me. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Just nobody, just nobody likes her, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. But... Yeah. Oh, and like Cersei, obsessed with her kid. Yep. Uh, loves her the loves her child, whether it's healthy or whatever. But um I think yeah. she I definitely think that she loves sweet Robin, but I also think that there is a dynamic there that he is the key to her kingdom. Yeah. Her just like with Cersei, Tommen, Joffrey, Marcella are the keys to her kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um I find it interesting that like Tyrion is sitting there thinking and he's like, you know, they're not going to kill me. Like they would not do this, but like, he's not sure because Lysa's fucking crazy. And yeah. like, he's waning in those cells. Like those cells are doing a number on him. He's hungry. Yes. I'm, I'm one of those people. I have to eat every two hours. I change. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't imagine like a day without food, especially your high Lord. You've been eating eight course meals your whole life. Mm-hmm. Like he's hungry. <laughs> yeah. He's waning in those cells for sure. It's, it's, it's sad. I mean, but he's like not giving up. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's not giving up on it. Like he knows that Tywin is going to have riders out that Jamie's probably going to have an army like to come and get him. Like yeah. he knows that shit is going down. Right. And I have here in my notes here, like the exact moment where he decides not to give up because for a little bit, he's kind of like feeling sorry for himself. Mm-hmm. And then he's thinking about, um, if I can find it, he's thinking about the cat spot and he was like, who would frame me? And he was like, someone's using me and I don't like to be used. And it's that moment he decides to get up and ask for Mord. And I'm like, that's another thing, like another like great characteristic about Tyrion is even when things are like at their worst, when you're sitting in prison, like something like that, like that little spark of like, I don't like being used and mm-hmm. him thinking about, oh, wait, there's another player in the game. Cause he's like, wait, it wasn't, it wasn't Cersei. It wasn't Jamie. Who the heck, then who the heck did send that cat spa? Right. And just like, kind of like the curiosity of it and also anger at being used, like sparks him to get up. And he's like, he shouts for Mord. He doesn't even know what he's going to tell him yet, but he just, that spurs him into action where anyone else like Sansa or I don't want to pick on Sansa, but someone else would just sat there feeling sorry for themselves. You yeah. know what I mean? 
Yeah. I mean, Tyrion has had a lot, like Tyrion has had a harder life than most. So he has developed that survival skill where he can't really have self pity and things like, well, I mean, he can have it, but he knows the doses to take it in. And also, um, (laughs) I love when, um, Tyrion says this quote, when he calls Mord and he's like, never show them you're afraid. (laughs) I'm so glad you said that. I know that touched me too. I was like, dang, cause that's like Arya. Like someone, someone somewhere like taught him those little inner monologues Mm -hmm. like Arya has like to keep going. Yeah. And I was like, wow. I'm like, well, he could have thought of it himself at some young age or read it in a book but i'll write it in a book but yes i love that he has so many good quotes Tyrion, Tyrion has tons of good quotes like i wanted to get um wear it like armor it can never be used to hurt you oh yeah i love that yep um so he calls mord and he's like you know do you want to be a rich guy (laughs) (laughs) i'll give you some gold um and he's like, basically, um, more gold than you'll see here in a lifetime. Enough to buy land, women, horses. You could be a lord. Lord Mord. Tyrion hawked up a glob of blood and the phlegm spat it out into the sky. It's no gold, Mord said. So Mord is like, you don't have no gold. <laughs> and Tyrion is like, you know, I'll get my gold back. Gonna get it mm-hmm. back. They have it. And he writes it down on a pen and paper because writing is magic yes to mord (laughs) (laughs) to mord because mord can't say two words (laughs) he can't conjugate (laughs) he can't use contractions or pronouns or nothing yeah so Tyrion is like people are are illiterate um they take the written word as like some form of magic and that applies to mord (laughs) Yeah, and it, it does totally make sense. Like, I can't imagine not being able to read because, you know, we've been reading so long. But, yeah, I guess, like, if you didn't know how to read, you would look at it as something mystic and that some something that other people can do that you can't. Yeah. So, Servardus Egan um, comes and gets Tyrion to bring him to Lysa. Um. Uh, <laughs> And Tyrion gets his cloak back. <laughs> Finally. Jeez. <laughs> he gets his cloak back. So Lady Aaron, Lysa, she had summoned her knights and retainers to hear his confession. So Tyrion basically said that he was going to confess. There's like the whole room is crowded because if they're going to execute Tyrion and they're going to have a trial for Tyrion, they need a lot of witnesses. But even right. if they did it and they did everything by the law, that would not stop them from the Lannisters' wrath. Like, I don't know what they were thinking. That was, I don't know. How but it's, did. that's my question. Why did, like, in this Tyrion remarks that Lysa is wearing black, like she's ready for him to die mm-hmm. and she does all this. Like, why is she so quick to get rid of him? Is it because... She does like she's trying to cover up that she's the one that killed John Aaron, or like I, just, I like she's I think she's ready to kill him. Like I don't. Is think, she just that stupid? She doesn't think there's gonna be reper- repercussions, or I think she doesn't like she doesn't even like she's not that smart. Like she's not yeah. that smart to think. I mean, Catelyn did the same thing. She she snatched up Tyrion without even thinking about right. The and Lannisters she, are gonna raise an army. Lysa is in a position where. 
I don't I don't think that the people in the veil respect her like she thinks they do. I think they all think she's crazy. And mm. she is in a position, I would say a, a very weak position where she needs the favor of the people and she needs to make strong decisions that give them faith in her. The same kind of faith that they would have in John Aaron because she hasn't been back long. John Aaron hasn't been dead long and Lysa spent most of her time in King's Landing. So these people don't even really know her. Like she's only in the position based off the strength of her son. So I feel like she has to show like sureness in her decisions and she has to make these people comfortable with her ruling over them because sweet Robin's only a little kid. So she's his regent. Mm. So I think like her part of her decision is like, I can't let them see me hesitate. Like I have to mean what I say. I think you hit the nail on the head. That's that. That's it. Exactly. It has to be because you're right. First of all, it's already weird for them to be following a woman. Yeah. And a woman, she's definitely not capable. So she has to, and you know how when people take power and they don't, they're not supposed to take, they're not equipped for it. They have to show brute strength and they have to show that decisiveness. No. Yeah. That's <laughs> once again, you, you, you always got the juice. I love it. Yeah, that thing that, that makes total that makes total sense. All right. So, so Tyrion <laughs> goes on to do his like little confession where he's like, My crimes and sins are beyond counting. My lords and ladies, I have laid with whores not once but a hundred times. Like I've been mean to my sister. I've wished my father dead. Um, and like people are laughing. Mm-hmm. And Catelyn is like, you are accused of sending a hired knife to slay my son Bran in his bed and of conspiring to murder Lord John Aaron. And Tyrion is like, those crimes, I cannot, I cannot confess, I fear. I know nothing of any murders. And like, Lysa just loses it. She's like, she jumps up. She's like, I would not be made fun of here. You've had your little jape. I hope you enjoyed it. Go back to the dungeons. And then that's when Tyrion gives his speech. See, that's the thing with Tyrion is Tyrion's mouth gets him in trouble, but Tyrion's mouth also gets him out of trouble. Uh And I had seen a theory that Tyrion might get his tongue cut out. I hope not. I've seen that too. I'm like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) I I hope it doesn't happen, but that would... uh, the clues are there. The clues are there, yeah. Yeah. But he says, is this how justice is done in the bail? And basically, Tyrion demands a trial by combat. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> and everybody's laughing, you know, like, you know, a, a dwarf is going to fight, like, a knight of the bail. And, like, all these men are stepping up, like so rude like i'll do it <laughs> i'll do it like they're so they're such cravens like i'll uh, i'll fight the one-handed man or the man with the no hands i'll fight yeah. the, the pick guy me, that's pick me. right like just <laughs> empty empty chivalry or empty courage like it's and servardis yeah. you know servardis is like you know <laughs> i would not fight him like that's not fair <laughs> yeah he's the he's the one true knight the other ones they only want to fight when they know they're gonna win yeah because they know they're gonna win against Tyrion. 
He's like, pray, give this burden to another. I have no taste for it. The man is no warrior. Look at him, a dwarf, half my size and lame in the legs. It would be shameful to slaughter such a man and call it justice. And then um, Tyrion is like, you know, well, I want my champion, my brother. My brother will gladly take my part. And um, they're like, the Kingslayer is 100 leagues away. And then Lysa, um, or Tyrion is like, you know, well, send a bird for him. And then um, Lysa could have taken this opportunity to send a raven to let Jamie come, but she wanted to keep the upper hand in the situation and right. not give a Tyrion his way. So then <laughs> we get Bronn. I'll stand for the dwarf. And Yay! And then I go... <laughs> And the crowd goes quiet, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I love Braun, right? I thank love God for Braun. I love Braun for stepping up. Like he's a, the ultimate opportunist. Yes. Like he's just an opportunist, but he's one of those characters that, like, I mean, he's not really that interesting yet. Um, at face value yet. Mm-hmm. But to see, like, just this regular guy just go on this journey like where we just met him a few pages ago like who is he like we don't even know as readers we're like right and now he's (laughs) standing for Tyrion but he was a member of the party that brought him there as a captain Mm -hmm. (sighs) yeah that was we'll see (laughs) that was Tyrion five did you have anything you wanted to add yeah so I mean um so one of the reasons I love you so much is because <laughs> you always bring the juice. Like the, the one video that like really um, made me like really respect you as a YouTuber is like the one where you did um, Danny's visions of the undying. Uh-huh. And I had seen so many videos. I had seen so many videos because I just didn't get it. I'm like, what, what is this? And you had looked at it backwards Mm-hmm. as in time and i was like oh my gosh like wow i, I would have never thought of that i would just read them like okay just reading the pages the words on the page um so when i got this this chapter i was like all right well let me pretend to be gray like let me look for the clues so i went back because it's only this is only terry and five so i went back and read the other chapters mm-hmm. just trying to look for the clues and see if i could find like the diamond in the rough like you always do. And the first thing that jumped out at me is like every chapter is proving um, basically how Tyrion can um, make allies and make people like like him. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, chapter one doesn't count because he's at Winterfell and, and they're just like showing you like who Tyrion is. Like they're just showing you like him reading, him slapping up Joffrey, and then, like, him, like, talking to his siblings and, but like, that's, just doing... But just more to your point, that's George making us like him. Like him, yeah. <laughs> and then and then you get to chapter two, which really starts this off, like, you have the Night's Watch who, like, hate him because he's, like, a high lord, and, like, why is he coming with us? He's going to be a burden. But by the end of, like their time with him like he he has even um yorin he's won yorin over he's giving them like alcohol everyone's getting along he wins john over to his cause even after like 
calling John a bastard and all that stuff. Then chapter three at the wall, he has Lord uh, Commander Mormont on his side. Maester even, even Maester Eamon calls him a giant. So there's an ally there. Everywhere he goes, he's winning people to, to his side, kind of like a king making a progress throughout the kingdom. Mm. And, then, and then you have chapter four. Um, hold on, now I have to go back to my notes. Okay, chapter four is when Catelyn has him. And this is, and Catelyn, she never outright says that she trusts him, but she does hesitate when he says the bit about, I would never give my knife to the sellsword. But the other thing to me that kind of shows Cat, she, he wins Catelyn over is Catelyn arms him when the clansmen attack him. Yeah. And Catelyn would not have given Jamie arms. Like if if it was Jamie that was that she had, she was never had have listened to him if he was like arm me. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. And then now in this chapter, who does he get on his side but Bronn? And, and this Mord. And Mord. He wins more over <laughs> And Braun and and this and winning Braun over is like the first time where it's like his life is really, really on the line, like a life or death thing. Mm -hmm. So like that was my attempt at being you and trying to <laughs> <laughs> No, that's amazing. That's and that's trying facts. to get the juice together. That's facts though. He does win over a lot of people and he won over Bran too by giving him the saddle. The sa oh, I forgot that part. That yeah, yeah. It, that that was in Bran's chapter. That was and, in, Bran, in the last Bran chapter. Right. And if Bran is going to be king at the end of all of this, like, that's a good guy to have on your side as Tyrion. I think he's going to probably end up being Hand. Of of Bran? Yeah. Yeah. And then I, the, chap the chapter after this, Tyrion gets the clansmen on his side. Yeah. Fighting for him. Like, so he just, he just has crazy. the gift. He has the gift of Gap. Every single chapter. Um, he's just winning people over. So that's, that's what I could find. <laughs> I mean, no, that's, that's really good insight. And I think that may be foreshadowing that Tyrion is going to, I mean, it could be foreshadowing just that Tyrion is going to be a hand, a good hand of the King and a clash of Kings, but I don't think so. Like when George is writing a game of Thrones, he's planting seeds for years and years to come. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So T and also like Tyrion being that man that casts that large shadow, he's got to have, he's got to be in a powerful position. Exactly. And I, and I think it's either going to be, it could be about him being hand to Daenerys. Like we know that he's definitely going to meet Daenerys. We know that's definitely happened. It could be that he's going to be hand to Aegon or that he's going to be hand to Bran. He's definitely going to be hand to somebody. He's exactly. not there. He's not there just to be a circus clown with Penny. Like he, yeah. he has a major part to play. And I think you picked up on some really good foreshadowing. Yeah. He's winning all these different types of people with different types of talent for a reason. And yeah, we'll, we'll see. And the <laughs> other thing I wanted to say is like, um, here at the Erie, I don't know if we're ever going to see the Erie again, but <laughs> when sweet Robin was like yelling, like, he can't hurt us. Make him fly. I kind of got angry because, you know, I love, I love me some Tyrion. And I was thinking, man, I wish someone would just burn that castle <laughs> to, to show them that it's not impregnable, that people can get there. And I'm like, wait, Daenerys has three dragons. Yeah. Like, what if, like, 
what if we see something kind of like um, the Senya? Yeah, and I feel like it's been talked about a lot that, well, not a lot, but throughout the history, like the Eerie was threatened with dragons. Yeah. With Visenya, the- came, Visenya came with her dragons. And then I think yep. during the dance, they sent dragons to the Eerie to defend the Eerie. Yep. Because, oh. and, and another thing is this whole climb up there, like before, it's like showing you how hard it is. Everyone keeps thinking the same thing, like, dang, it'd be impossible to take this castle. They're showing you each step, like how hard and defensible it is. So I'm like, it's for a reason. George is showing us, is trying oh, to yeah, trick that chapter us. was brutal. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that chapter. Oh my gosh. Was, was throw me like, in the basket. Yes. Give me a sleeping pill and throw me in the basket. Throw me in the damn basket too. Because like at this point, I was like, I wish they had thrown them in the basket like 70 yeah. paragraphs before. The donkey. No, no, George. I'm not doing that. But yes, I want to thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, you're so very welcome. You were amazing. And if any of you would like to be on an episode of Obsidian Nights, reach out to at Shadow on Twitter or Instagram. She is scheduling right now for a Clash of Kings. And I will see you guys next week. And make sure you check out Girl Nettles. All her links will be in the description box. Bye. Bye. <laughs>